0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Redskins. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hicks. You can find my work on breaking football and the Breaking the Draft podcast with Jonathan Valencia. Now, I'm joined today to talk about Giants and Redskins with Ross O'Keefe of Breaking Football. How's it going, Ross? What's up, guys? Yeah, so I brought Ross on because, again, he is my resident Giants knowledge guy. And I don't know much about the Giants this year because they've been practically irrelevant. I mean, what happened to this Giants team, Ross? How did they fall from, you know, this... 10-6, Ten and, what were they 10 and six 11 and five last year
1: 11 and five yeah
0: party boat central you know having fun all year what happened to this team now they're in the gutter they're gonna have a top three pick Eli might be gone fired their coach what has happened to this Giants team
1: I mean it is kind of crazy they just kind of their fall from grace here I mean they've really 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 gone downhill and I think it just it just starts with I think them as a whole team have like regressed a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of their weaknesses that were there last season, that were like covered up, like Janoris Jenkins and all those guys, were really, 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 really good last year. Mm-hmm. And then I think they kind of took a step down this year, and that kind of really exposed all the Giants, especially in their back end, because their pass rush wasn't really ever that great last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, the team, it, it just seems like they've all regressed in general. Now, another big thing we got to talk about, though, when it comes to, Not only the Giants, but also the Redskins, are the two big factors why these teams are not going to be in the playoffs. Now, I'm not saying there's not other factors to this. Obviously, we're not trying to make excuses. But the two big factors for both these teams, injuries and strength of schedule. Now, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but I'm fairly certain the Redskins are going to finish with a top three, top five, hardest schedule in the NFL. I know Giants are probably in that top ten as well. But let's just go over the injuries, Ross. I mean, name some of these injuries here. Why the Giants don't have basically anyone playing in this game on Sunday.
1: Well, I mean, if you go, I think it just really just starts with like that week five massacre at the Chargers where yeah. they had Brandon Marshall, Dwayne Harris, Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, it all, it all just kind of started from there. And then, you know, last week they had Evan Ingram went down with like just I think it's just like a minor rib. I don't think it's something that's going to hold him or actually going to affect him later on. It's going to be just something where they're holding him out for this game. But it just happens to be the last game of the year. So it's going to affect that, obviously. But they're just really, 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 really limited with who they
0: have right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's practice squad central for both these teams. I mean, if we're just going through the Redskins, this is just off the top of my head. I don't have it written down, obviously. But the Redskins have lost their top flight tight end for the whole year, lost Terrell Pryor for the entire year, two, off, two starting offensive linemen for the year, two starting defensive linemen, two middle linebackers for the year, a couple secondary pieces. I mean, those are a lot of guys who get a lot of playing time Out for the year, we're down to our 7th string running back because Chris Thompson and Rob Kelly out for the year. And that's just the Redskins. Giants have it much, much worse right now. So we're basically going to be seeing a preseason game this Sunday, right, Ross?
1: Yeah, I mean, it really is going to look like that. I mean, you got Travis Rudolph out there playing, who was an undrafted free agent for Florida State. I mean, Roger Lewis, who, I mean, was their Giants fourth receiver for, like, much of this time here. And then you have Hunter Sharp who I barely even knew about before i coming to Giants, which is absolutely insane that they're actually starting him.
0: Just know, just know, there is one great thing that we have going on Sunday, and I think we can both agree on this. It's probably going to be the best storyline of the entire day. Fish Smithson is up on the Redskins, <laughs> and I am so excited for this, man. I've been waiting for this day for basically my whole life. Fish Smithson is on the Redskins. I am beyond pumped. Are you as excited as I am to see Fish Smithson in uniform?
1: That, that has to be like a like a top five name ever <laughs> oh man in the i NFL.
0: I am so excited man this I really hope he suits up I hope we don't get him just being called up and then being inactive I really i gotta see him suit up man i I have to it's it's a dream of mine
1: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: but I mean going to serious talk here though the Giants again lots of injuries what what are you looking at in particular with this team this week though like What's what's your main focus with all these injuries? What what guys in particular are you are you focusing on going into this week 17 pointless game?
1: Well, I think the Giants just have to, uh, they, what they've been doing all season is just kind of going in that ace-12 personnel and just lining up two tight ends like they have all year. And I think if they just let, like, Rhett Ellison and Jarrell Adams just run block and have just ride Orlin Starqua and Wayne Gallman like they have all year, I think I think they'll at least make this at least an okay game if they can get the running game going.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, you wanted to talk about a particular matchup. Was it last week that the Giants played the Cardinals or? Yeah, it was last week. Last week. Yep. week? So, no respect for the Giants uh, passing game. You want to elaborate on that?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I watched the tape, and the Cardinals were in cover one and cover three all day long. And, you know, they were just loading the box, and the, they just had nowhere to go. I mean, man to man coverage a lot, too. And when you have man to man coverage, you need to have really guys that are really good at creating separation. And when you don't have guys like Odo Beckham Jr. and Brandon Marshall who can get those contested catches, it really, really, really hurts your game because, you know, it makes it impossible to run when you have eight guys in the box constantly.
0: So yeah, I think this is the big thing that a lot of people aren't looking at when it comes to this Giants roster. Now the Redskins, again, have had a lot of injuries, probably more injuries than the Giants this year. But the Redskins have not had, you know, a major injury to one thing the Giants have had injury to and that is an injury to your best overall player, your superstar on your roster. The Redskins have not lost Trent Williams for the year. You know, you could argue Josh Norman is also maybe our superstar on our roster, but we have not had the impact of a guy like Odell Beckham Jr., who is an elite superstar player in the NFL. I mean, again, he's crazy, he cries a lot, whatever, he's a walking meme. (laughs) Whatever you have to say bad about this guy, his on-field talent, he is an absolute superstar. And the Redskins have not lost that for the whole year. So I think that is one big factor why the Giants' season has kind of spiraled out of control like it has.
1: Well, yeah, with Odell, I mean, you can't, you, can, you just can't stack the boxes like they can nowadays. Or you risk, you know, he can take it all the way if you have only one safety over the top. Or if you don't have any, you know, you just can't you can't do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, 100%. I mean, again, Odell is a superstar. And there are other kind of superstar-type players, Landon Collins, who I think he's not playing this week,
1: right? No, which is terrible, because he's probably their best semblance on their defense they have right now.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, th- that's their two best overall players on their team are not going to be playing this week, and, I mean, that's just a testament to their whole season this year. I mean, it-, it has been a lot of turmoil with the head coach and and all the locker room stuff. I mean, you want to talk about the cornerback the suspensions a little bit, too? What's going on yeah, there?
1: That was, I mean, Eli Apple was something uh, that's came out of the blue for me. I know he had a lot of issues with, I think, people have been posting random rumors and stories, so you don't know what really to trust sometimes because you, you don't want to put stuff out there you're not sure completely sure about because you don't want to like hurt anyone's feelings or anything like that. But Eli Apple, I mean, he wasn't playing very well prior to his suspension, and I think it just kind of compounded it. You know, we got arguments with coaches, and it was just a lot of immaturity stuff. And, you know, the Giants drafted him because he was really young, and they thought they had a lot of time to develop him because he was 20 on draft day, I think. Mm-hmm. And yep. they just thought well, we can just mold this guy into the third cornerback that we need, along with Janoris Jenkins and DRC.
0: Yeah, so my overall point I'm trying to make for this first part of this podcast segment here is, the Redskins are a mess, guys. We are not trying to say the Redskins are not a mess. But the Giants right now, even bigger mess. That's 100% what the Giants are. So, I mean, if it weren't for Odell Beckham, we'd be looking at a team where we'd be wondering if they're going to get five wins even next year, but... You know, they do have some superstar talent on that team. We will talk a little bit more about that here in a few minutes. But guys, i got to remind you first before we jump into that. Go on iTunes right now, rate, review, and subscribe to Locked on Redskins. I believe we are the fifth podcast, if you if you keyword the uh, word Redskins, on iTunes. I think we are the fifth rated podcast on there for the Redskins. And that includes uh, radio and I think ESPN stuff as well. So guys, we are kicking it with reviews and, and views on there, guys. So keep it up go into the review section, leave your Twitter handle in there so I know who to thank when you are leaving review. Guys, please again go on there, locked on Redskins on iTunes. All right, Ross. So, let's kind of talk more specifically about this Sunday. Now, we lo- we looked at the Giants overview of the year. It's not very good, which always makes me happy cuz I'm not that big <laughs> a Giants. <laughs> cuz I do not like the Giants very much. But going into this Sunday, let's go position groups, which Which matchup are you looking at most for Redskins versus Giants? Which one are you keen keen in on?
1: Probably, I mean, like it usually is, depending on who the Giants have offensive tackle, you always talk about the matchups on the edge with the defensive ends and offensive tackles. I I know Ryan Kerrigan is questionable, but I know that was a really big part of the last game because they really need to keep Eli Mm -hmm. clean if they want to have any shot at winning this game at all.
0: Yeah, one thing to actually look at, too, when you're talking about the, the tackles versus guys, even like Kerrigan or Preston Smith, but Junior Gallette's actually been coming on a lot. Oh, yeah, last two Junior Gallette, yeah. Yeah, Pro Football Focus is actually, I think Hadam is our highest-rated defender the last two weeks as well. So, I mean, just in general, the, the the defensive ends, outside linebackers, whatever you want to call them, with Kerrigan, Smith, and Gallette, going against the, they're going to be backup tackles this, right? The, like Flowers yes, isn't playing either?
1: I think Flowers and Harder are both questionable. I mean, they're already backup tackles, so can't imagine it gets much worse than
0: that. Yeah, do you even know who the backups are who could potentially be playing and of them?
1: I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> so I think. Um, no, yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> so that's just a testament right there to how many sacks Kerrigan might get. And let me just say something about Ryan Kerrigan. I love Ryan Kerrigan to death. I think he is just an Iron Man player. He's definitely going to play this week, even if he is questionable. He always plays. He is Ryan Kerrigan. But Ryan Kerrigan, he makes his money on games like this. Divisional games against backup or injured tackles is when he makes his money, when he gets those those two, three, four-sack games that we always pop up. How many Didn't he have like two or three against the Giants uh, on Thanksgiving? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so this is the game. If I don't know if there's some kind of fantasy thing for Kerrigan or, or money you can put on with your friends. I think Kerrigan has a big game, two to three sacks, because, I mean, it's Ryan Kerrigan. We expect this out of him. My big matchup that I am looking at when it comes to this Redskins team versus the Giants is how the interior offensive line plays against two dominant defensive tackles not just snacks Harrison snacks Harrison is a stud we all know that but Dalvin Tomlinson rookie out of Alabama if you want you want to talk about Dalvin here in a second but I love Dalvin Tomlinson I wrote the report for him for breaking football last year I'm a huge fan of him do you have any thoughts on Dalvin Tomlinson how he's played this year
1: you know, Dalvin Thompson's just filled in. You know, Jonathan Hankins left, and people people were really disappointed about that. But I mean, the Giants come back and draft him in the third round, and Dalvin Thompson's just been just really, 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 really good. And he's he's paired perfectly with Snacks. You know, you always wish you had a better pass rusher opposite a uh, one tech like Snacks, but he's just been great. You know, he'd start on most teams.
0: Yeah, including the Redskins, too. by the way, we could have taken him in the second round over Ryan Anderson. Again, I'm not looking at the past though, with that one. <laughs> I always bring that up. But, yeah, Davin Tomlinson's been great this year. So, I am curious to see how our guy like Chase Ruye, for instance, our six-round pick out of Wyoming, who has been excellent in pass blocking this year, who has been pretty solid in the run game, who looks to be potentially our future at that center spot. I want to see how he does against these two dominant tackles. So, that is one matchup I am definitely looking at this week. All right, so, again, it is Week 17, so... We're not just yep. going to talk about guys who we think are going to have big games. Because, again, this game is meaningless. We don't care about this game. We, we're <laughs> all fans. Many. Yeah, we're, we're, many people do. yeah, we're all fans at heart. So we're going to tune on the game. We're going to hope our team wins. Even though, you know, secretly we should hope our team doesn't win because of draft picks. But whatever. We all want our team <laughs> to win. But a thing that I've always done on this podcast when I do these crossover episodes is, who do you expect to have a big game? But we're gonna change it up this week. So each of us are gonna pick two players this week who not that we want to have a big game or expect to have a big game, but two guys each that we want to see make an impact or play a lot or something like that. So do you have who's your first guy that you want to see, you know, get some good playing time or, or make an impact in this game?
1: I think everyone wants to see the the Giants rookie QB and Davis Webb because they really, really need to see if they have something in him and see if he's worth their time. Now one game in week 17 to me shouldn't change their opinion of him much anyways, but you know, it'll, it'll be really nice to actually see him in action.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Davis Webb was a guy that a lot of draft guys like you and I, we are big draft guys. We, yeah. we spend way too much time on, on draft stuff for sure. Uh, Davis Webb was the, one of those guys that everyone was torn about last year. I mean, we had no clue where to rate him. I know there was a time, I think early last year, where I had him as like a top five quarterback. And then by the end of the process, he was like ninth, tenth. You know, he was all over the map for me. It was all over the map for a lot of people. So it'd be interesting to see what they have there. Because, you know, Eli's not getting any younger. Geno Smith is, you know, he's not anything. Yeah, you
1: don't, you don't know what you're going to get in Geno Smith from week to week.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's it would be interesting to see what they get. Is he starting this week?
1: No, no. Okay. Eli, they have Eli slotted in gotcha. as a starter right now, but it'll just depend because I think Davis Webb, you know, he was one of those guys in college that where it's like, you know, you see plays where it's he throws the prettiest ball and then he'll come back and just, be just, mm-hmm. absolutely and horrendous throwing. And it's just, just so up and down.
0: Yeah, definitely. So it will be exciting to see kind of what he's got and if he can actually make an impact. Now, my guy that I'm looking at for this week is a rookie that we haven't really seen much of this year. He got called to practice squad. I know he's been playing a little bit these last couple weeks, but I want to see Robert Davis get some playing time. You know, he's one of those guys who was a big combine freak. I don't think he went to the combine, but pro day freak for sure. And he just came out of nowhere and nobody really knew what to expect of him. We, We didn't have much access to tape of him. I know coaches and all that obviously have more access than us, but he's just a guy who small school guy, huge athleticism. We saw a little bit in the preseason, had some good rapport with Colt McCoy. And I want to see what he's got. I mean, we know what Dachson's got at this point. Obviously, we want to see more chemistry with him next year, but we know what Dachson's got. We know what guys like Ryan Grant, and Jameson Crowder have. Let's throw Robert Davis out there and just see what he's got. So I'm really interested to see how Davis does if he actually gets some good playing time this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, you always need to see guys like Robert Davis, like a size, speed guy. There's always int- you really need to see those guys play. I don't, I don't remember really watching Robert Davis' month. I just mm-hmm. know I really liked his measurables out of the draft.
0: Yeah, he went for like Georgia Southern, like really, really small school. Like no tape was really available. I tried to look at him after we drafted him. I couldn't find much tape at all. But again, he's a guy who flashed in the preseason, so I'm kind of excited. Uh, who's your next guy that you have that you want to have a big game or that you're looking at to have a big game to this week?
1: I have I really want Wayne Gallman to have a big game yes. because he yes. he's really I think come on because I think he's their starter at running back now. You know, Good. people talk about Orleans Darkwa, but they gave him I think 51 snaps mm. last week, and they only gave Darkwa like 10. Mm. So I think he's just going to be all of the map. I mean, he's a great slashing type running back, and he, he's got that power to him too. I thought he was a lot like Alvin Kamara yeah. coming out of college.
0: Yeah, man, I'm a huge fan of Gallman. I think. I saw something earlier today that the last three weeks he's had at least six catches in each of those games. I mean, obviously, he's probably the best receiver at this point with all the injuries. But Wayne, Wayne Gallman, I mean, I'm a huge fan of him. I think I had him as running back nine last year, I think. I, I mean, I, I was very upset when the Giants took him because I think that's a good fit. And to be frank, Orleans Darkwa, I love him. Awesome name. I think he should start for every team just because of that name. But, I mean, he's he's not going to be your starter. He's not your future. He's a free agent after this year. He's likely going somewhere else. So see what you got in Gallman. I mean, I think he could be a good starter for this team down the road.
1: Yeah, I think I think Dark was one of those guys that if you put him in the right scheme with a good offensive line, he'd be able to he'd be able to turn out a pretty good season. But if you put him in a place like New York where they just don't have the offensive line right mm-hmm. now, I think Wayne Gallman would do great. But the Orleans Dark one needs a straight path to run. He's not the type of guy to make stuff himself.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, my last guy I have for this segment, before we jump into the closing thoughts on this podcast here, is I want to see Fish Smiths in play. Now, I know we talked about this earlier. I, I just, I have to see it, man. I, I just really want it. I don't know, because let's let's, let's put, the, put the fandom aside for this guy and his name. And I met him at training camp this, this summer, and, you know, he's a great guy. So, again, my big fandom is is definitely showing here, but to be honest, completely honest here, Redskins don't have that much depth at the safety position. Sue Cravens huge question mark. We have no clue what his career is going to be if he's ever going to be back in Washington uniform. The Shazer Everett, he's a solid special teamer, but does he really offer much as a as a backup guy? Not really. D'Angelo Hall should never suit up in a Redskins <laughs> uniform ever again. I'm not a big fan of D'Angelo Hall. I mean, no, you, obviously, you obviously have two good starters in Swearing Jerry Monte Nicholson. If Nicholson can stay healthy. But just see what you have in Fish. I mean, Fish could be your your third safety. He could be your fourth safety. Just be a special team guy. Just see what you got in him, and Week 17 is the perfect time to do
1: it. I mean, if it were up to me, I think both teams should just throw out both their second and third team guys and just let them them whack it out this game.
0: I mean, honestly, why not? I mean, at this point, this game means absolutely nothing. I mean, Giants are already putting out their their ninth team receivers. We're already putting out our our seventh (laughs) and eighth string running back. So, I mean, why not? Just put all the backups out there. See what you got. Yeah, of course. Yep. So, guys, we're going to jump into a little bit of draft talk here. Because, again, like I said, Ross and I, we are big draft nerds. We talk way too much about the draft as it is. So we're going to talk a tad bit about the draft here to close this one up. But, guys, I got to I, I gotta ask. All season is coming up, and I'm kind of running out of ideas for this podcast. I mean, I'm not going to say I have no content for you because I do have a couple ideas. But I want to hear your guys' ideas. What should I do with this podcast in the all season? Any ideas, any guests, any people you think I should have on? I want to hear it, so message me on Twitter, Facebook, email me, you know, you can go on, go on Twitter, at Zach Hicks2, message me, DM me, any ideas you have for this podcast, I'm all ears, I would love to hear it, anything that you guys want on this podcast, because I'm here for you guys, so go on there again, Twitter, at Zach Hicks2, Facebook, Zach Hicks, or even my email, uh, hickszack at yahoo.com, send me your thoughts, send me your questions, anything like that, and I will see if I can incorporate it into the podcast in the off season, because again. This is for you guys, especially in the off season when I don't have a game to talk about. So again, send me your thoughts, guys. I want to hear them. All right, Ross. So to close off this, we are again, we are big draft nerds. Week seventeen doesn't matter. Yep. We have been looking at the draft for a while now. I mean, it's no secret. <laughs> We're breaking football. We've we've already started our off season plans for the draft. Very fun stuff coming up on there. So when we actually start talking more about that and, you know, the Senior Bowl's coming up too. So, again, a lot of fun stuff that we're coming up with the draft. To kind of jump in a little bit of draft talk, not too much here, though, who is your dream scenario pick for the Giants in their top five pick?
1: Well, I think right now, I think my dream scenario pick for the Giants in the top five there is, you know, without a doubt, Josh Rosen. Because, I mean, he just offers the most at that pick that you know, they need right now. I mean, Eli's, what, like 36 years old? You know, he doesn't have much left. We don't know, like Peyton Manning, you know, he was really good one year, and then it was like the next game, he just fell apart. It's, it's just, quarterbacks just don't always last as long as you think in the league.
0: Yeah, they really don't, and Eli's getting up there. He's, what, 38 now, 39? Eli? Yeah, isn't he that old? No, no, no
1: he's 36, 36. Guys, okay. 37
0: plays like he's 38 39 man I mean, oh yeah. he's, he's like an old man <laughs> play he's been playing like he's 38 39 since he's been 21 22 so he
1: he ran and he, you're always phrased like gonna break a hip or something when he runs
0: <laughs> he looks scared you know scared crapless out there when he's running around so yeah you Manning, man he definitely has that old man ability to him and you know again with with the benching this year with a lot of the coaching change is he really going to want to come back with that big contract too it's time to start looking to the future And Josh Rosen is the future. So if I wanted to name my one nightmare pick, my one horrifying pick scenario that the Giants could go in the first round, it is 100% Josh Rosen. Because, in my opinion, Rosen is the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. And I know we hear that every single year. But to me, he definitely is that. Josh Rosen just brings it all with his accuracy, with his just mental aspect of the game, just anticipation. I mean, you just get it all with a guy like this. And I would hate to see him with Odell Beckham with Evan Ingram, with Sterling Shepard. I'm terrified of that, and I do not want to see him in a Giants uniform. <sighs> that would that would terrify me, man.
1: Yeah, I think the thing I love the most about Josh Rosen that I think really separates him sometimes from the rest of the QB prospects is just the fact that for QBs, I think the biggest thing is just toughness, and I think mm-hmm. he really shows that, and just being willing to take the hit in the pocket and deliver a strike. I, th- I really think he has that, and that's such a great trait to have.
0: It, it really is. It really is. And Rosen brings almost everything you want to the table. I'm, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Rosen, obviously. He's going to be my number one overall player when we start talking more about draft stuff coming up here. And again, if if he somehow were on the Redskins, I don't know how that would even happen. We'd have to trade 1,000 picks for him. Whatever. I want Josh Rosen. I love Josh Rosen. Now i got to ask you, though, Ross, who is your one nightmare pick for the Redskins? Now, realistic pick, obviously, we're not going to say Josh Rosen again for the Redskins, but realistic pick, somebody who could fall to pick 14 to the Redskins, who is the player that you would fear the most falling that far to him? I definitely
1: think I would hate to see the Redskins take Lamar Jackson because I just (laughs) feel like with how offenses have evolved in the modern age here and putting Lamar Jackson in an offense like that I would be terrified that the Redskins would look at what the Eagles are doing with their zone reads and RPOs and they they would adapt that into their offense and face the Giants and that would just be like an absolute nightmare to defend to have those options and to just simplify things for him I think he would be an absolute beast
0: yeah I mean Jackson falling that far is fairly realistic too I mean a lot of teams aren't sold on him. He's, it's not like he's an RG3 where he's a slam dunk top two or three pick. I mean, people, he might fall to the pick 14-15. And I'm not going to say either way if I agree or not with that. But Jackson sure is one fun player. And if you get him in an RPO scheme like that, I think he can succeed as an NFL player. And you know what? I know we're all scared of mobile quarterbacks here in Washington because of RG3. But screw it. Out. I, would love, I would love me some Lamar Jackson in D.C.
1: Yeah, yeah. That would be an absolute. I would hate to see that so much.
0: Yeah, my my dream snare though for the Redskins for sure is Roquan Smith out of Georgia. I don't think I don't know how realistic it is him falling to 14. We might have a good run on quarterbacks though going early, so we'll see with that. That is still to be seen. But I love Roquan Smith. I think him pairing with Zach Brown would be perfect because again, Zach Brown is not your traditional middle linebacker leader of your defense. He is your role player, your guy who see ball, hit ball. That is that is Zach Brown. Roquan Smith though, he's like that Luke Kuechly type mold where he is he's fairly athletic. He can get sideline to sideline. Everything about him is just so cerebral. He knows exactly what your play is before you run it. Roquan Smith, man, I can't say enough about this guy. I know I've talked about him on, the, on this podcast probably more than even the draft podcast I did with John. I mean, I love me some Roquan Smith. What's your take on, on Roquan, by the way?
1: I think Roquan is just one of those guys. He's just like kind of that new age NFL middle linebacker where they're a little slim down, but they're really fast and rangy. You kind of need to have that in the middle of your defense nowadays. I mean, you see with the Atlanta Falcons, what they have in Deion Jones, and, you know, the Giants don't have that at all. They don't have Mm -hmm. guys that have range like that, and that's really why they've struggled a lot, especially with tight ends, which have been just absolutely terrible.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And Redskins, too, have struggled struggled covering tight ends because, you know, Zach Brown's athletic, but he is not that kind of cerebral-type middle linebacker who can actually cover and actually understand zone concepts and even any kind of scheme. He's just sea ball, hit ball is what Zach Brown is. You know, he does it at a great level, but, again, it does not translate well to the pass game. But, guys, that is all we have for today's show. Last thing i got to ask you, though, Ross, is final score prediction. What do you think uh, the final score of this
1: game is going to be? I think it's probably going to be something like 30-13 Redskins
0: i like it i like it guys i'd not pay the giants fan to say that he legitimately thinks that Uh, (laughs) i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 20 to 3 redskins i think it's gonna be a very very boring game basically a snooze fest and i think it's just gonna be all rushing touchdowns honestly uh for the redskins just two rushing touchdowns from like one yard out so not even like the fun explosive touchdowns but yeah i'm going 23 roscoe's 30 13 uh any final thoughts though before we close out this podcast
1: I just know that. I mean, it would be an absolute miracle if they score on Sunday. <laughs> I remember thinking that versus the Eagles, though, and they and then they came out like they did. So, I don't know. Things can happen.
0: Yep. We will definitely see. We will definitely see on Sunday. Again, meaningless game, but I'm your host as always, Zach Hicks. Uh, you can find my work on breaking football and breaking the draft Podcast, John Valencia. Again, tune into the game on Sunday. It's going to be a snooze fest, but you know what? It's still Redskins football, and it's our last game in a while, so tune in to Redskins and Giants, and just remember... 20 to 3 is the right prediction. It's going to 100% come true because I'm great with this stuff. <laughs> Be sure to tune in next week, guys, as we start the offseason and check it out.